up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start the podcast. We're talking about video game habits. everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show the more you nerd where we are here just doing a little talk nerdy month uh, just me and miles just chatting just chatting about stuff speaking of my name is drew and this is my buddy miles miles say hello hello thank you for actually saying hello and not being flippant and saying like coming at you because I know you want to. Well, uh, typically you 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 say like you know say something something and like where you mean hello and like you just gave me a straight say hello so you know you get what you pay for. Also, yeah, <laughs> you guys don't know how often Miles uses the phrase "coming at you" in real life. It is oh man, like twelve ever, times ever a day. Since I heard that Cleopatra song. Oh man. So, uh, you know, that is a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, it is. And now it's in my head and I don't appreciate it. So we, this week we, we decided, you know, kind of, we're, we're just, we're just chatting, talking about stuff. We're going to get back to more focused, uh, uh, months and themes, uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, but you know, January, we're just talking nerdy and it crossed my mind as I was, uh, you know, playing a game that, you know, every time I play this game or every time I play a game like this, I lean into certain habits, certain certain things that I do. Um, and you're and as we go forward, you're going to see a theme uh, probably emerging. Um, one of the things that I will be honest, and this is something if you listen to Cosmic Crit, I'm just going to go and start miles. Uh, how are you, by the way? You doing good? I'm doing good. Um, no, you you are just fine. You you are you are segueing beautifully into this episode. No no <laughs> razzle dazzle. It's like just get in there, get, and get which to is it. fine because with some of these subjects, and we kind of have to do that because otherwise we're we're sitting there like, all right, how do we how do we lean ourselves into this? So I think you're doing a great job introducing this kind of weird, not weird concept, but obviously like a talking point that we had agreed that we wanted to do. But I was I was a little worried about like. How are we going to talk about this for this show? So I'm taking away, buddy. Oh, trust me, I can ramble about this stuff because I have good ideas about video games. So I have a, a history, a reputation, and especially if you listen to Cosmic Crit, you I get made fun of for this uh, in that I am one of those people that in a video game that has items that have a finite capacity, I do not use those items. So you and I have somewhat of a shared uh, tendency in this because I, I specifically recall the first time I ever played through Resident Evil 4. You can find a rocket launcher in your first playthrough somewhat about midway through. And if you know anything about the rocket launcher in Resident Evil, it's a one hit kill um, weapon. No matter boss, anything that gets hit by the rocket launcher is dead. So the problem is in the Resident Evil games, you have finite storage space that you have to fit around. And the rocket launcher takes up 
an obscene amount. Huge amount of storage. I got that rocket launcher, and it was my, literally my cross to bear the entire <laughs> rest of the game. I would drop things so that I could use something else, and once it was done, pick that back up because I wasn't letting that rocket launcher no- go could, because I you knew you couldn't pick I was up items you it. dropped in in Resident Evil. You couldn't do that until like Resident Evil uh, Zero. You could, well, no, you could you could you could leave some things around like uh, herbs and stuff. Um, well, you could put it in. You could put it in the storage bin, right? So, here, so here's the funny thing about that story. <laughs> so, at the end of the game, as in a lot of Resident Evil games, because I never learned my lesson, they give you a rocket launcher <laughs> to shoot at the boss. And I was one so incensed that I was like, "All right, I'm, I leave that one on the ground. I fire the rocket launcher at the boss." And I miss. <laughs> At least you get a second one. <laughs> so I had the second one, which vindicated my absolute insane, like, tendency to keep this thing. I mean, and honestly, it is not a great idea. And it's also not a fun idea to carry this thing through half of this game. It's frankly a pain in the ass. It's a detriment to your play style. But I was like, I am going to need this for something. And nine times out of ten, and this goes for most games, that something comes and goes, I still don't use it until the credits roll. <laughs> and, and, and here I am at the end of the game. Now, the one time, this is why I kept doing it, the one time I was like, oh, no, I have a second one, and that one hit. <laughs> so I win, I beat the game because I saved my rocket launcher, and so my, my absolute, like, insane, like, tendency to keep everything paid off and i have never forgotten it well since we're on the subject of resident evil i will tell you the resident evil this is less a habit and more just like a uh, a compulsion uh in in resident evil games is it to constantly save uh not to constantly save although i do that now that you can you used to not be able to constantly save because oh, yeah. you had you to have to get, like, to pick up a ribbon oh, and... yeah because resident evil you had a, a finite item that you had to use to save those games were brutal absolute madness i <laughs> i remember playing uh well resident evil remake but remake and um i forgot all about that and it's like oh yeah you you uh you can save now and i'm like what do you mean i can save now and i'm like oh yeah you only get like x amount of these well, things and i feel like there was one of the games it was probably three that if you played on easy mode it gave you an infinite number of uh of of ribbons i don't remember and i'm not gonna look it up so and the re the recent remakes they just do away with that right i think so i think I've, you can just save willy-nilly because they yeah. save rooms now so what well so what here's here's what what resident evil taught me and it taught me this starting in re3 the original playstation resident evil 3 so the thing about Resident Evil is that everything is very like, honestly, probably Resident Evil is one of the reasons why I hoard items in video games, because those horror, maybe. because those survival yeah. horror games like RE, you had to, because if you use too many bullets in your gun, you could not fire at the enemy that you were trying to get around and you couldn't kill the boss. Uh, so I, that, so that game probably taught me hoarding, but what it also taught me 
is in Resident Evil 3, after you beat the game for the first time and you have a, a very difficult time doing it, you have a a mode where you can play yeah. it and you can earn points and you can redeem those points for weapons that have infinite ammo. And once I, I... found that out, I went from being a play, a guy playing Resident Evil to I'm getting that gun. I'm getting those guns. And I spent it... so much time in RE3 as a result. I played that game over and over and over because you got an infinite ammo assault rifle and an infinite ammo rocket launcher. And anytime Nemesis would show up, you would shoot him with that rocket launcher and he would drop his special case of magical items on the ground. And he just felt so good. But by mm-hmm. that point, I'd played the game so many times that I, I didn't, I didn't need to do this. Well, Miles, guess what? The same, th- the, the, that, that thing that happened in, in, uh, in Resident Evil three, Resident Evil four rolls around. Guess what? Whole new run of, uh, I believe it was called the Chicago typewriter was the, uh, was yeah. the, the infinite ammo yeah, their rifle. Their whole thing in that was game. giving you like a, a zoot suit and a Tommy gun. And, uh, honestly the sickest Leon has ever looked. <laughs> and, and so here's the thing I, I I'm going to do a little aside about certain survival horror games is like, there are the Japanese survival horror games also love doing goofy things. And they do things that, like, eventually for me, like, all all element of suspense and terror dissipates when I have them. Like, if I'm Leon and I got that dope suit, fedora, and Tommy gun, I am scared of nothing. In Silent Hill 3, when I find the katana, oh boy, because the katana does not break or run out. And you look awesome. And it's, it's my favorite thing in the entire game is to find the katana um i can't be scared with my katana uh i can <laughs> die because on that save file i forgot to get other ammo and then when you when you fight yourself which like you have to fight like 10 phases or whatever each using a different weapon so when she has some machine gun and i just have freaking sword uh <laughs> it's not great but yeah it, it's the hoarding thing is something that i I've gotten better at with certain games because it's for most modern games, the survival aspect is not there as much. It's a lot more forgiving than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but it's still a habit. Now I have one that I learned early on from playing my first RPGs is every time I see a save point or every time I have the ability, like especially if it has a start screen where you can save from every time I do something that of, of, of merit, I'm like, save, save so i like i will save constantly like to to a compulsive degree yeah and i do this a lot in games where you can save pretty much anywhere uh, i am what they call a save scummer where i will save and if something just doesn't go barely the right way i'm backing it up baby and i'm doing it again <laughs> that that reminds me i did this a lot i, I can't even i can't even imagine enjoying doing this but when i played until dawn because there are so many different avenues you can go if i didn't like where my store was headed because i saved after every decision after every move so that like oh if i walked on the hallway and something grabs me for going right instead of left well guess what i'm restarting the game and going left (laughs) 
and seeing where that takes me. And I did this constantly. Um, <laughs> apparently, I don't think you can do that anymore. I think it's more of the, the um, super massive games. I think their oh, stuff yeah. is autosave now. So mm. um, that's a bummer. But honestly, that's part of why I... I have not gone back to Baldur's Gate 3, despite the fact that I was really enjoying it. It's because I was saving before every single encounter where I was rolling a dice. And if I didn't get the dice roll I wanted, reload, do it again, reload, do it again. And oh, uh, man, because and I can't because I can't let myself just I can't let so, myself embrace my failures. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, um, I mean, clearly with that one, yeah, you have. but any of these habits have they dissipated with time at all at all no in fact some of them have gotten worse well like my the saving one i can i can i can see i do i do that with certain games a lot but like the hoarding well, i said i would say saving has gotten better for me because so many games auto save now that didn't before and so checkpointing is a thing that that i don't really i don't worry about it nearly as much as i used to well i i didn't and then uh i was playing uh metal metal gear mega man battle network uh on the switch and because i wanted to play through all the games except for maybe four because you have to beat that one three times you get the true ending that's just stupid uh shame on anyone that makes anyone do that kind of thing unless it's a 30 minute game don't do that i will hate you um so the cool thing about the switch and the steam deck as well is that you can often turn off your game you just press boop and it saves where you are then save it in the game but like you can pick it up weeks I, later it's where you are i find these switches much better about this than the steam deck is they are for the most part depending on the game you're playing but yes um so i bought the game i was i put a few hours into it and then uh, i paused it and then a couple weeks go by i pick it back up because i had some spare time that i was going to mess around with an rpg and I spent another couple hours from where I was. Well, I didn't realize that I hadn't saved before I stopped the last time. And my phone was ringing and I, uh, my fiance was calling me. She, uh, wanted to, I think we were trying to figure out dinner or like a grocery trip or something. And so I picked up the phone during a battle, not thinking, oh, yeah, I'm playing a game from 24 years ago. <laughs> and I died. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to I got to do that one thing again. Oh, no, didn't save. I lost four hours oh. of gameplay. I have not gone back since the holidays because I was like, no, I I need to come back when I'm much more fresh and I have a day to kill to get back to where I was. I was I was incensed and I wasn't mad at anyone other than myself. I just didn't think to save. And because the game, I mean, at the beginning, it's not terribly difficult. I was just screwing around and answering a phone call and not paying attention. Didn't even pause because I mean, the, the hubris, the hubris of that guy past miles is a dick. Um, I, I lost four hours of gameplay, which is just, it, it, it is such a, it takes the wind out of your sails when something like that happens. There, there have been entire games where I stop playing when something like that happens. So I, I've never thrown a controller. Um, I've, I I certainly have it as a cognizant adult. Let me rephrase. I've never thrown a controller far. I have frustratedly placed a controller on the couch. Um, yeah, yeah, I've done that. However, 
back in uh, 1997, there's this little game called Final Fantasy VII that came out. And I was on the Sony PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Mm -hmm. 1, although we didn't call it the PlayStation 1 at that point. We just called it the PlayStation because much like uh, World War One, two hadn't happened yet. Um, Right. And I think it was the PSX for the longest time. Uh, what a what a weird why did I compare that to World War One and two? What a weird thing to say. It's because I saw a Doctor Who clip about this the other day. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was the, the doctor talking about a guy talking to a guy of, that was serving in World War One. It's like uh, it's, it's you know oh you're going back to World War One. He's like World War One. There's gonna be another one. Uh, anyway, yeah, but anyway. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a thirteenth Doctor, I think. 12, 12, 12. No, I I recently watched that episode. Anyway, um, but think about PlayStation is that you had these little devices called memory cards that you had to uh, had to store your stuff on. And I love those things. I uh, because I thought because at the time I, you know, you only had so much money. I got a memory card that had these little, little screen and buttons on it that you could tab through pages and this one memory card would have the same storage as like 10 regular memory cards. I was like, Oh, this is great. And it was great until I was in the middle of playing a game and I tabbed over on the memory card and then I tried to go back and none of my saves were there. And I had lost my middle of disc three final fantasy seven save. Oh man. And that memory card got removed from the PlayStation and thrown against the wall in my bedroom uh, to where the I bet I bet that memory card is in a box right over there. Um, Vamp for a second, Miles. So I. I don't think I had a I don't think I had any any save issues a lot. Well, a lot of my playstation memory card issues were there was a way to mod the playstation so they would read uh like cdrs and my buddy and i had figured out how to make cdrs work for the playstation at a a very young age and there was a way to to mod your playstation by putting something i think in the back or in the memory card but i had to delete something off the card that i had to do it and you know each one only had x amount it was like eight megabytes of memory or 60 megabytes of memory on, on a PS1 card was it eight? No, it, it, PS2 cards were eight. PS1 cards, I don't even know. They 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 were blocks. They could say do like fifteen yeah, blocks. They, they were, yeah, they were blocks. So I did this a very similar thing because I wanted to play a bootleg copy of Medieval, and I lost my Final Fantasy VIII save, and I was at the end of I was at the end of the game. What? Now, what? Obviously, it's a game that I have played many times all the way through since then. But when that happened, and I would imagine it's similar for you, like, I mean, obviously the, the moment of rage, but there's that that moment where it kind of clicks in your brain that all this time that you spent and told away was completely erased from time. And there's a metaphor about life in there somewhere. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I remember, like, I just had this, like, drop in my stomach. Because I had, I mean, this was early on. I hadn't finished the game yet. And I, I yeah, I accidentally erased. And, so, and I, I remember someone was like, well, that's what you get for bootlegged games. And I was like, mm-hmm. um, 
I keep th- I keep forgetting we're not an explicit podcast, and there's like so many times when I have like almost slipped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, so so here's the lesson that 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 taught me. One, um, I learned never to change pages on that memory card again. So I continued to use it. The back the, the back piece of plastic had popped off because it was it was of course because it was the '90s. It was clear plastic, so you could see the circuitry and capacitors on it. Of course. Uh, but I plugged it back I've in. Seen so many things recently, like bringing wanting to bring back that style or people like modding out their steam decks yeah. or their switches you, to you, have that style you again. know why miles because we are are old and we now have money so we can be well, well, there, there's also that but i i've seen a lot of people like i mean the same way that like when we were in high school and a lot of people were like getting the like 70s stuff like it's that's what's happening right now is a lot of this kind of retro tech is really cool to people because it's it is cool tech i mean for the same reason that you and i love that that kind of 80s anime style future tech a lot of that video game stuff in the late 90s was very similar yeah well so here so here's here's the thing about that final fantasy save which you know god bless it um i i i was angry but i was also driven and i also needed to laugh so I immediately started a new Final Fantasy VII save. And what did I do? Every character I met, I gave them a funny name. Oh, man. Cloud was Skippy438. The word Skippy and three random numbers. And I thought that was the funniest thing at what had to be like 1230 at night on some Friday or Saturday. <laughs> and 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 the names just got weirder and dumber and and all sorts of stuff. But this was also the save file that I learned about looking up video game guides on GameFAQs.com, GameFAQs.com. Oh yeah. And uh, this is really where I this is where my problems with JRPGs began. Because Miles, I Jeez. am a power leveler. I can't help myself. I will I power became one after my first proper JRPG. The first time I tried to play I play a Final Fantasy, I didn't understand. Like I didn't I didn't play a lot of RPGs as a young child. So it wasn't until, you know, those formative like, you know, teen years that I really like seven and eight um, that era where I was playing RPGs and I didn't I didn't wrap my head around what they were really trying to, to do. And so the first time I went through one, I was like, why am I dying? Because I, especially I was avoiding random battles because nothing was more obnoxious than a random battle. You're trying to get someplace <laughs> and you got to fight four little drippies consistently. Yep. And to this day, it's still the most obnoxious thing in the world. Um <laughs> Most games have gotten rid of it, or even when they remaster a game, they temper it or make it so you don't have to go through them. Like, sometimes it's a little fun in a playthrough for a little bit. Um, They did not do that with Mega Man Battle Network Part 1, and boy howdy, uh, are there things about that time that I do not appreciate. (laughs) I mean, but but, but the thing is, Miles, I, I, like, I now know in so many games, um, I'd, ha- I'd have to look up a lot of them because I'm old now, but like Final Fantasy seven, I can tell you 
the spots that I would stop and level and, and, and you know, Final Fantasy six, oh. three slash six. I know exactly where those invisible dinosaurs are that you can or, or those dinosaurs are that you can cast invisibility on them and then cast doom on them, which instant kills them so that you can get 100 AP per battle. I know all of them. And if I have anything like that, I am going to do it. Persona 5, especially Persona 5 Royal, I'm sorry. I, I am the kind of person that will spend hours, and I do mean literal hours, power leveling in a game so that I do not have a challenge in that game. I, I do that not to the degree that you do, um, and I regret not doing it because I got stuck in my last playthrough of uh, Persona 5 Royal because you said they, they, they goofed with a boss um it's the the bank boss i think no it's the uh it's okamura he's uh, uh yeah okamura yeah sorry haru's dad um, the space boss yes the space boss and they goofed it in a certain way where i'm like i don't know if i can do anything that would, is gonna matter even if i go back three days and i'm like this this save is dumb okay i'm not playing this game for a bit hey, that 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 boss sucks um it, it's it's also an actively unfun boss like I'm okay with a difficult boss, but this it's actively unfun. Fun. It's it's honestly the only thing that is worse about Royal versus original Persona Five. That boss was not very fun in original, but it was just brutal in Royal. Um, it's really brutal, and I thought they would like give you like extra things to like jerk around with it, but they don't. Well, um, I, well, actually, they 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 do, but you have to have the right DLC. <laughs> right so you know which, i guess i'll go which myself, i guess you know? <laughs> let me let me let me also rephrase now if you buy royal on steam or if you buy it on xbox or if you buy it on the ps5 version of the playstation store all the dlc is included so it's less of an issue now but on the yeah. baseline royal you had to have this dlc that which is the switch one right isn't the switch the baseline uh no switch one switch one i think is the same way you can go is you, it, uh, you can get to a, talk to you about it because i well I, we'll talk about it offline but yeah but so so and like there this is what i love about about newer jrpgs and i'm gonna persona 5 is one of them because if you get ryuji's confidant up to a certain level and you're in mementos driving around uh the morgana van you don't even have to fight you can just drive over bad guys. And if you're a certain amount of power over them, you'll just auto kill them. And it's so satisfying. That's fun. That's, that's so a lot of fun. Satisfying. But the game Bravely Default and its sequels. Uh, I never played Bravely Default or I never played Bravely Second, but I did play Bravely Default 2. Or the other way around. There was one I didn't play. But this game, Miles. Oh, man. This game allows you to set your lineup of characters, set your jobs for these characters and record your record, what you're going to do with these characters. Right? So what you do is, and it also lets you slow down the battles to like minus four speed or speed up the battles to plus four speed and lets you auto battle. So what it lets you do is just, it lets you power level in the easiest way possible because you just find a group of enemies and you find a formula that lets you beat them 
really fast and you just wander around and it does everything for you. And the only thing you have to do is periodically save and just walk around. And when you max out your job, you just so, switch, you switch the jobs around. That, that almost feels like a mobile game at this point. <laughs> it, well, the first one was a 3DS game. So it technically was uh, own game, but like, yeah, uh, you, you mentioned something earlier uh, you did for jokes. Um, I, I was in the habit until probably maybe I was 15 or 16 of when I was given the option to name the character. I did. It never really occurred to me that like, oh, there's a, a narrative they want to tell with the, their named character. Um, so I, I, I always changed it to like either my name which I, I I usually do in games like uh like like Persona uh when you're when when the protagonist is the player character I, I just my name um I don't I, weirdly it, I in Persona I never name my character after myself um Zelda games uh there's a lot of links out there that are named Drew even into adulthood I stopped doing that in the last couple of years and I there was just a weird market thing where I was like you know so. I ain't this. I ain't this kid. This is Link. I'm just gonna make this Link. <laughs> like it was actively. No, I mean, by, by by that point, I was. It was like my tween years where I was like, you know, I was also like starting to get into like kind of gothy stuff. So I always had these like characters that sort of like cool and edgy names. Like the first time I ever played uh, Final Fantasy VIII, I renamed Squall Ash with an E. Which is such a, which is such a gothy name. Which is such a gothy like, name, but it is, it is hilarious that Final Fantasy twelve, I think, has a character named Ash <laughs> with an E. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's been used since. <laughs> but I was also looking at Squall, and I'm like, he looks like he could be an Ash. Um, my name's not. My name's not Squall. Which I think my was name's the name not, of their main character in this Crow sequel, and I'm actually wearing a Crow T-shirt right now. So that's I, hilarious, <laughs> you nerd. Tracks nerd. But like, did so? Um, did you ever like name your characters? like things other than like the world around you. I know you said Skippy four, three, one or whatever. Yeah. So I, 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 so if I named them anything, it was something silly, but mm -hmm. usually, but usually outside of this, but that's the weird thing. I did that for final fantasy seven because I was in a mood to do it at that point. Every other time I've played that game and every other final fantasy game that I've played that you could rename characters. I don't do it. I am default Jones when it comes to, to names. I'm also, and I, I, I personally don't like this about my character, but like mass effect, you can mass in any game with a character creator. I just, I go through as fast as I possibly can. And I am default Jones in that character creator. The guy on the oh. mass effect box art on the mass effect one box art is my shepherd because I just wanted to start playing the game and I didn't have the patience to go through the character creation. A, an in-depth creative character, uh, character creator is like my kryptonite. I will spend like hours perfecting the character. Although I doing the face stuff just, I mean, it's a nightmare for me because especially on consoles on P on, on computer, it's a little easier, but on consoles, now, I don't I, care what it's on. I, it, it, determining all like determining my cheekbones and my mouth size and where it lies. That stuff drives you up the wall. I, I do it. any. I will spend four hours creating my character and then I turn the game off because now I don't have time to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife is like that when creating characters. It's it's like she will she will spend in, in a game in a character creation screen, depending on how you know robust it is like. 
just hours, you know, putting this character together and then loses all interest in the game. Never plays the game. Well, I mean, because feasibly you're going to spend a lot of time like this is supposed to be your avatar. Like if I was playing an MMO, I would spend so much time because I was like, I'm going to spend hours and hours with this character. Um, like Destiny doesn't doesn't let you do that much with it. You can you can kind of like pick some hairstyles, some eye colors. It's why male, my female. It, it's why my Destiny character is the dorkiest looking dude. I get oh mine. I get made fun of for like I I'm the helmet stays on in the tower because I get made fun of for how dumb my dude looks, and he's just gotten worse over the years. They've changed the engine a couple of, in a couple of ways that he just looks even dumber than when he started. Oh, my my warlock still looks fly. Um. But talking about habits, the specific game habits, um, I do this specifically with Mario 3 because the first, well, I mean, I'm specifically talking about Mario 3. The first world has so many little nooks and crannies that you can hide and find little secrets in. And especially when you play with someone who does not know those secrets at first. Uh, so the first time, because uh, so my fiance loves like those games, like the, the 2D uh, platformers, that's the stuff that she's comfortable playing. That's the stuff she loves playing. Her favorite modern game is Ultimate Chicken Horse, which is a 2D platformer that we played at Patrick's house. And I will never get to hear the end of that game because she loves it so much. <laughs> um, but she had never seen like any of the secrets. So the first time we played Mario 3 together, my default is, okay, uh, first world, I'm uh, finding the little uh, musical note here, going to the hidden thing, getting the uh, the Tanuki suit, flying up with this, do, like, doing all these things. And she was like, "Like, what are you doing? Like, this is magic. Because, I mean, I as a kid, I memorized these things for either Nintendo Power or talking with friends because we all shared secrets then. And so like, the first world in Mario 3 is like a treasure trove of secrets. And there are others throughout the game, but like, World one is where all the magic happens. Like you get, you have the uh, the first one, well, the first castle you go to, you can get the the um, the Tanuki suit, fly up, and get the whistle, or the no, no. yeah, the whistle. Um, which, as so long as you use it past world two, you can go to any world you want to. So I, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mix this up a little bit because you were talking about mario levels reminds me and this is this is skewing more into mobile games than it is into but mario games can sometimes fit this qualification so miles let's say that your performance in a level is based on stars and if you do well enough you can get three stars and that's the maximum number of stars you can get on that I'm level. very familiar with that yes, yes. um how how many times do you replay a level to, to get three stars until you move no. on? Do not get me started. <laughs> do not get me started. The amount of time lost, especially mobile games, because all these gotcha games, like it, it, all you need is a certain character or get to a certain level, and then you can really get it. But I will replay one to death until I get it, because it's it's a tick. Like, if, if I'm playing Devil May Cry and I don't get S tier, I don't care. Yeah, nobody but cares. I get three stars out of three stars on something like that. It it kills me. I, I, and, and I will. That, that's that's in general games. I mean, like I got to find all the little red coins in a Mario level or something yep. like that uh, in Mario Odyssey when they had all that that I had to do that. And you had to do it and you can't move on until you do. And I hate myself for it. 
Yeah, I, I, I eventually because like, because this was when uh, the switch was new. People were getting kind of bored of me looking for this one little. It was coins and stars, right? It was like red coins and. Uh, but well, well, if if you got all the coins, it gave you a star. Oh, there were there were moons. Yeah, there was eight red coins, and you had to get them all, and then that gave you a star because each world had like X amount of stars in it or something. Yeah, Somewhere well, there, there were moons in Odyssey. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that was irritating people because they're like, I want to see other levels. I want to see the I want to see New York City. And I'm like, oh, well, I got to I got to figure this out first. And yeah, I'm, I'm not done with this. I'm not done with so this. So I basically had to kind of speed run through some stuff so that they could see the other things. And then when they left, I could go back and and get, get my stars. Do you know how much missable items in games bothers me? Like, I'm just thinking yeah, about I, this I, now. I know you, yes, I do. I, I like, do know that. <laughs> if I know that I've missed something in a game and I cannot go back and get it again, like, luckily, the Mario games, there's nothing really missable that you can't get. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. again, I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy VII again. Um, ultimate weapons. Every Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy in general is the worst at this, because if you don't get the right thing at the right time. Because some of them, some of them, you have to get this one item and that one item is only available here and you can't always backtrack to that spot and most of the time most of the time it's obvious if there's something there like because there'll be something on the ground or a chest you can open well in final fantasy 7 uh the character barrett's ultimate weapon uh, the his most powerful weapon in the game only appears in one spot at the very end of disc 2 and that chest only appears if Barrett is in your party at the time. If he is not in your party, that chest does not appear. And if you move on, you cannot get that that weapon. So that magic. So that magical game with with Skippy and all the other hilarious character names, which was my my perfect save file. I still have it on multiple SD cards, and it is copied to the nice. hard drive of the PlayStation Three that is sitting two feet from me because I have to have that file. I have to know that that game file is somewhere in my, in my life. I love that. The, uh, the one so, thing that I don't have because I missed it is Barrett's ultimate weapon. And I think that's a dragon I've been chasing for 25 years is, <laughs> is having the perfect game. I, I will say, um, and this is just me like playing Final Fantasy VIII because the last time I did a, a full playthrough, like I was, I got Squall's Ultimate Weapon in Disc One because there's a way to do it. It's a pain in the ass, but you can do it. It's it levels you up to the point where like the you talk about uh, max power maxing. This is a game where the 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 villains are supposed to level up with you. However, to get the ultimate weapon for Squall in disc one, you have to go to this certain point to level up the adamantoys to a certain level so that you can get a very rare drop from them. And by the time you get it, you are like level like 45 at the end of disc one. And it doesn't matter how much they try to like max up because each one has a max that these, these, uh, these bad guys can, can go up to. It doesn't matter. So in the first uh, game or first, first sorry first disc you're supposed to lose the final battle of the disc because uh the sorceress is supposed to wreck you all so that you go into your uh the past and play as laguna um ward and kiris 
Well, I was too ripped. <laughs> and so it literally stops and plays the cutscene anyway that that wipes everyone out because you're the party supposed to wipe. Doesn't happen. <laughs> it, it just it just stops and plays the bit where she puts the ice shard through uh, Squall's uh, chest because it, the game has no choice. That's hilarious. You, you, you can't beat this level. You're not supposed to because the game's like, what, what, what are you doing? I, I I was playing a sim. I was in a similar situation with the last thing in a game um, that we we might talk about in a few weeks. So I'm not going to say exactly what it was, but I had of course power leveled in this game, and uh, this game is supposed to end in a particular way. But when you have um, unlimited MP and auto healing abilities and barriers and magical barriers up that that final encounter might have taken a very long time because uh my my character would not die and uh <laughs> i, I, I want to ask you something drew because uh we're talking about happens in gaming because of things that we learned playing um rpgs and arguably they're like most formative era like the ps1 era and the ps2 era i think are the most formative in rpgs period I, th I think that's a just a bulletproof era yeah with the state of gaming as it is do you think that you can still like a young person like say the goblin king could still develop these habits with the way that J jrpgs or just rpgs are now because i feel like there's so much so much done to kind of of not appease, but like go for the the mass audience, the lowest common denominator, so that anyone can play. That I feel that 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 scale of challenge seems to have been lost. I don't know like, that it, I, I don't know that I agree with that because I say okay. this because I'm I'm looking at you know a lot of game. I mean, is gaming easier than it was twenty years ago? I don't know the answer to that question because I certainly think certain games are easier for sure. Um, so yeah, that you don't, I mean, it's, it's, so it's that you don't really a critical thing that I'm saying. Cause I know some people think they are, and it's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is I do think that, I mean, game, I think a lot of games are kinder to the player for the most part. Um, but I do think there's elements of it that, and I'm not talking about auto saving and stuff like that. I'm, I am fine with these quality of life aspects but I do think that certain things don't get encouraged the way that some of the games, and maybe it's because we've, we've veered more towards every RPG has to be some sort of crazy open world. Well, I, so I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's just that certain games have gotten more open, like Mario games with, with certain, certain, you know, certain exceptions have gotten more have gotten easier just for accessibility's sake. But I mean, I look at a game like Persona 5 versus a game like Final Fantasy 7 or Final Fantasy 8. Now, Final Fantasy 8, when I played Final Fantasy 8 for the first time back in the day, I, you know, I love the materia system in 7. I love the job system and the Esper system Here in we 6. Go. Here we go. Well, but I, look, I'm 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 going to say my truth, Miles. I'm going to say my truth. Okay. In, in 1999, the user interface of the PlayStation 1 was not geared to make the junction system in Final Fantasy VIII and the GF system in Final Fantasy VIII 
easy to understand. Now, replaying that game as an adult, which still has the same junction system, but I'm just older and wiser now, I learned how to completely abuse that system in a way that I did not. Oh, I mean, you can you can absolutely abuse it. So but that, but this is what I'm saying. So I, I say that to say that I if I really tried, I pr- it wasn't as easy as, to me because you had to go in like two different screens. Anyway, what I'm saying now is that you look at even the junction system in Final Fantasy VIII and compare it to Persona 5, where you've got player level You've got persona typing and level and all of the different arcanas of the personas. And you've got the confidants and the confidant abilities and the confidant, uh, 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 re- the confidant relationships. And you've got HP and you've got SP and you've got a gun mechanic and you've got the fusion mechanic and you've got just the st- like the social stats like your guts and your intelligence and you're on a time frame because it's a day by day system i think that persona the day 5 day system does drive me nuts <laughs> I, I i think that that the persona games you know are and granted the persona games go back to the 90s as well but as they have evolved that game is way more complicated than anything Final Fantasy was doing in the 90s. It is, but I, w- I would argue that the Persona games have not strayed from their formula at all. If you go back and play Persona 3, like, is it more rudimentary? Yes, but is it the same style? Absolutely. I- I'm just like, I- I'm just saying... 4 and 5 are almost indistinguishable in that aspect. I'm just saying there there are there like for for every way that games have become easier, games have also become more complicated. No, and I wasn't I I wasn't giving a soapbox saying games are too easy today, but I'm I'm wondering if the the habits that we developed as kids figuring these games out. Do you think that kids playing RPGs today or the same games that we do today would develop these same habits because that for the most part the the games are a bit more forgiving. That's because, a great because, question. Because you, you, because you are offered more things. And I'm not, th- this is again, not a criticism, just an observation that like, even in resident evil, like we were just talking about, well, we can save any time now. I can go goof around, run back to the safe room. Boom. Now again, not a criticism, but that is going to, that is going to ha- that was going to help someone develop a different set of habits. What I'm asking is like, could could the goblin king develop your same habits without you telling him and 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 coaching him in in the games that he plays do you think he would develop similar habits to you so far he hasn't um but that's also because he hasn't played a jrpg yet uh because he hasn't had a ton of interest in them um okay also a lot of jrpgs are teen and up and you know he just right, turned, right, right. He just he's, turned twelve. He, is he twelve? Yeah, he's twelve. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that's that's how old I was when I had my first JRPG. I think. Yeah. And yeah. well, well, it's 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 interesting. He's he's been watching me. Uh, he's been watching me play a particular game over the last few yeah. <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, and he's he's showing interest in it, but uh, I have not let him play yet um are, are you going to i mean because this could be the year well i so i you know it's weird i, I it's it's funny i actually because i have final fantasy 6 on uh on the ipad 
mm-hmm. and I allowed him to try to play that like three or four years ago, and he lost interest in it really quickly. But I, I could imagine that. But yeah. that's uh, but that's also you know like because I liked that one because it was more touch based and like seven on mobile is like weird on screen keyboard controls. I, I, I don't it's play just not real video games on mobile. I just I can't. Um, but I haven't really, I haven't really broached the idea of him playing one of those things. Um, so I don't know. Um, but this is making me think about something miles that, that is one thing that I think is going to, um, and this is me as an elder millennial, just, uh, dunking on the generations after mine as, boy as as the boomers did to us so shall we unto the coming generations no we have to fight that system we got we got to stop doing that nonsense i think one of the big things that is affecting this is just patience and the lack thereof in in in, in later generations and i'm not saying is that it the, is it the lack thereof or is it because they have grown up with an uh, game systems that enable them so that they don't develop that patience exactly well, I, well, let me tell you, it ain't just it ain't just patience uh, in uh, games. So, it's patience so in everything. The boomers ruined the real estate market for us. We have ruined video games for them. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think about uh, Miles. Have you ever heard of the game Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the mobile version of Fire Emblem. Yeah, I I I know what it is. Did you know that I that I don't play this game? Yes but that I do log into this game every single day and redeem every single free <laughs> I, item. I honestly did not know that. Um, I, I knew you played uh, for a long time, Marvel puzzle quest, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I had to break my myself of that one, but yeah. So fire emblem heroes, I, ha- I, I did, I did play, you know, when it first came out, I tried to get into it and I just, I didn't, it didn't click with me, but every day, literally I maybe have missed two or three days over the couple of years that this game has been out. I have hundreds and I mean hundreds of five star rare characters. I have deleted more four star characters than most people have five star characters. If yeah, you're see, a, I don't get in the games that do that kind of nonsense. If you're I, a, I get in the if you're a three like, like if yeah. you're a three star character, I don't even pay attention to you. You're almost immediately deleted. But I log in every day and do this. I mean, this is you sound like an, you sound like an ad I, I I ignore on Instagram. This is the thing about this game. I don't play it, but I do this every day. And Miles, I don't know why I. I I have so much of the in-game currency that I've just redeemed in daily rewards. Oh, uh, talk about habits. I am a currency hoarder. Like I I uh especially in uh so I do play the only things I'm playing on mobile are like little, little gotcha RPGs. I play Star Wars uh Galaxy Heroes. I've been playing that since launch. I play a lot less now. Like I went I went like five or six years never missing a day. Now I log in like once or twice a week. Um I I'm somehow still in a guild. Don't know why I haven't been kicked out. I've asked to be kicked out. They won't do it. Because um, I'm, I'm, like, I'm technically also super powerful. Um, I have some of the hardest to get characters in the game. Uh, Marvel, I started this past year. 
and uh, with a guy I was working with at the time. And I was talking to him the other day, and he was complaining about how he didn't have a currency. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And he's like, well, how much do you have? I was like, I don't know, like 200 and something million. He's like, how? You've, we've only been playing this game since May. And I'm like, I don't spend it on anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I focus on a certain character for a little bit of time, slowly but surely. Like I play, I play, I play the tortoise and the hare with these kind of games. And eventually I might have the money to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And, and, and games like that, little gotcha games, they're supposed to make one for Power Rangers, but they haven't released it in North America. Um, and when that happens, I will oh, lose everything. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't play like other, like I remember playing like little skee-ball games. Like for me, I, there is a disconnect where I cannot game seriously on my phone. And it bums me out because I really want to play Fantasia, but I don't want to play on my phone. Well, I mean, I think I think I played the Animal Crossing game with all of our friends before uh, New Horizons came out because we got little knickknacks and stuff. If we played that, I forgot there was a mobile Animal Crossing game. Ah. Yeah, it came out before before New Horizons, before before the dark times started. And then we all got uh, New Horizons and virtually hung out very consistently for about (laughs) three months. Yeah, (laughs) Animal Crossing was a wild time. I that that is i gotta be wild world oh that is that's another thing i do not click with uh with games like animal crossing or the sims or minecraft i I do not click with minecraft because i don't click with minecraft i don't mind animal crossing but it doesn't go far enough like if you gave me animal crossing with the gameplay of like a stardew or something like if i could do all the stuff i do in stardew or something like that I'd be fine. Yeah, I love I, I do love Stardew, but like like farming in Animal Crossing sucks when they introduced swimming. It sucked. And like I loved a lot about Animal Crossing. And obviously it was a very chill game that came in a very turbulent well, time. Like it, it just it, it comes down to me to the idea that like the core the core facet of that game is not just character creation, but house creation and island creation and all of this stuff and it's like oh, i i had i had a no i had a more you nerd poster on my wall in in my house in I, animal crossing i'm default jones dude i am not messing around i just i'm i'm there to play the game and if that's the game i'm just not there for it and and like i'm glad like my kids love minecraft so many people love minecraft i and I'm happy that it exists because I see the cool stuff that my kids make that they spend time doing. And it's cool. It's just I have seen never some people make some really rad stuff in Minecraft. It's just never been something to like, I, I go to games more for, for the story and, and, and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't do what you, what you want, but I think it's I, I, I think I think I think it's great. I, I like I don't want to like insult Minecraft. Obviously, it's like <laughs> the biggest game on the planet for 15 years or however long it's been around. It's just not for me. Um, but what is for me is opening an app that I don't for a game that I don't play and redeeming daily rewards every single day. And I will do that until I take that game offline. And I don't know why. I don't know why, Miles. I don't know why. <laughs> 
So, gang, with that said, uh, these two power levelers are going to sign off for the night. But before we do, let's talk about what we're doing next week. But before we do that, I do. I am curious if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening, I would love to know what your gaming habits are. We we kind of were like, you know, zip zapping around. This was, a, again, all these conversations in January. We have a, a loose theme and we're just having a, a chit chat. Um, we've been wanting to do something like this for a while because we don't do talk nerdy to me anymore. We, and... we we spend a lot of time working on this show and preparing for this show. And and sometimes we just need a little bit of a brain break. Yeah, I mean, we also had a really crazy end of the year. And it, yeah, it was just. We yeah, we needed a month where like we didn't plan a whole lot. We just, we just chit chat and. We hope you enjoyed it, um, at least people in the discord have been like conversation uh, conversating with us about the stuff we're talking about which is nice um a lot of people have tried to to give drew songs that they think he might like um i've i've done a couple myself that i want to throw his way i just haven't had a chance to do it um and um but yeah yeah tell them tell them what we're doing next week next week uh so next week uh we are going to talk about tv and we're going to talk about the tv stuff that kind of sticks in our brains that, um, you know, the, kind of like we talked about the movies that made us. So this is kind of like the TV shows that formed us. And I will endeavor not to talk about The Simpsons for the entire time. Also, I think we should give like maybe five minutes to Star Trek and that's it, because everyone knows that you and I love Star Trek. Like, like one of my I guess, you know this, but my uh, the audience doesn't uh, my fiance gave me like my favorite christmas present this year which was she bought me uh the poster the official poster print from star trek picard of the painting of the enterprise that he has in his office at chateau picard it's pretty bomb. um and then didn't just like go to walmart and get a frame which i do from like a lot of my posters and stuff she went and had it professionally framed with like real glass the real paper backing the wire the whole bit it's actually right now just against our fireplace because like i don't put it right now it's probably before we move we have to like find someone to put it but like because it's a it's a gorgeous it's a gorgeous uh poster i I love that painting so much in picard and it's one thing like i'm i'm always a very like yeah just buy whatever's on my amazon list like i'm i'm very like that's the stuff i love i get excited about it um but because i think about like outside the box for a lot of the gifts that I give her because I know like she's very much a personal touch kind of person with gifts. Yeah. This is an instance where she did that and like just knocked out of the park. I, I it's, but because of that, I don't want us to focus too much on star Trek. We talk about star Trek a lot of this podcast. I, I, so I I'm just saying that right now, like, well, yeah, we, we, can, as, we can have we as, can have a couple of things we can talk about Star Trek, but like we're not doing an episode on Star Trek. On my honor, I will not talk about it a lot. I'm going to focus. Honestly, I'm going to try to focus a lot on the stuff that I feel like isn't isn't talked about a lot, like the the shows that, you know, some of the shows that came and went, you know, that aren't yeah, in regular I mean, rotation. Ones anymore. That we both will bring up that I know for both of us informed 
uh, how we look at things or our senses of humor. Um, I think you and I have uh, a, a very clear Venn diagram there where there's a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's other shows that like, yeah, people don't talk about a lot or um, just are lost time to a degree. Yeah. So some of that will come up, which 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 would might come up uh, later this year again. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> Maybe we're teasing things happening later in the year. I don't know. Let's find out. Anyway, so that's going to be next week talking about television. Uh, you know, the boob tube, uh, the thing that uh, you know, we were the TV generation. Uh, I guess I guess Gen X was the TV generation. We were the internet generation. I mean, but you know what? Bo- well, but we had we TV were too. Models, but we were. Elder millennials were kind of both. We yeah. grew up in the 80s and early 90s, so we had the we had both. We had our NTV and we had our America Online too. Yep. Uh, speaking of, you've got mail. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreyounerd.com, where you can find this and every other episode that we have ever put together. Uh, you can also X gonna give it to you at the more you nerd uh blue sky at the more you nerd maybe one day uh facebook.com yeah. slash the more you nerd and of course the best places to reach out to us the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com and of course join the cosmic crit discord go to cosmiccrit.com our other actual play starfinder podcast join the discord there and talk to me and miles about your video game compulsions compulsions is the word i've been trying to find for two That's weeks miles one, yeah. golly compulsions that was the word anyway of course right at the last minute like usual we're gonna sign off and we're gonna end the shows we often do with a rousing nerd out to nerd for y'all